Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you guys for pressing play or stream or download on the latest episode of The Curated Culture. I, of course, am your gracious, humble host, Rob, and I'm joined again by me. Yeah. By who? Maria. Hey, there we go. Sorry. My celebration. Yeah, your celebration. Chopped you always want to talk there. over me. Sorry. I apologize. Uh-huh. Don't I did not mean again. to overstep <laughs> the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our first show together in, I think, in a couple weeks. We took a, a little bit of a breaky break. Yeah. But the show rolled on. Um, there was a couple episodes that I have in the can that I'm really excited to share with you. I don't even want to say, I almost say you people, but <laughs> that would not have been good. Uh, that I want to share. In the can doesn't sound very nice guys. either. But... Well, in the shows in the can? Yeah. Yeah, they're pre recorded. They're ready to roll. I did a couple of interviews. Um, one is up already. Um, that one was with uh, Janae Price. She wrote a, an excellent book about overcoming anxiety and depression. Uh, the next episode that'll drop will be with my cousin, actually, who is an author. She's wrote several books, has a hell of a story um, about how she came into authorship and being a life coach now. Um, and then the third episode, which will air sometime eventually, whenever I see fit to release it, uh, is with a good friend of mine, Randall. And he talks about opening his uh, his T-shirt shop. And that one in particular is kind of a happy accident because we recorded it a while ago, like a little bit ago, right? When he first mm-hmm. opened the shop and I released the video version of the interview. And I thought that I had uploaded the audio version of, of for the podcast, but I never did. So, um I'm excited for everybody to hear that because he too has like a hell of a story, especially about like when it comes to perseverance, like sticking with a plan and knowing your purpose. It is a very, very good show. So I'm really excited to share those with you guys. But for right now, you're stuck with us. (laughs) You've got to listen to our rantings and ramblings. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed it so far. So if you have been enjoying it, though, um, if you haven't yet done so, however you're listening to this show, whether it is on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, make sure that you are subscribed to the show or that you are following the show. Um, Another big, big step that you can take is if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts specifically, Make sure that you drop us a five-star rating because that actually helps us with the algorithm. It ranks us higher, uh, basically places us in front of more eyes and inside of more ears. And that helps us out tremendously as well. Definitely. Definitely. 100%. So I guess without further ado, we should jump into uh, the first topic of the show because we got a a pretty decent... uh, pretty decent topic list here but this one in particular was something that i came across that was really um i don't want to say shocking and i don't want to say weird it was odd that that this is a thing but it sounds odd and weird are the same thing yeah i guess you're right maybe i mean one of them sounds a little less a little less abrasive though 
Um, this this thing in particular sounds like um, it sounds like something that you would be super into. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, given your your desire for sustainability and and creating less waste and things like that. But what I'm referencing is a uh, an uprising or a rise in people joining what are called buy nothing groups on Facebook. Have you heard of these? I have not. Okay, well, buckle up because this is probably going to be something you'll really enjoy. So a, a buy nothing group is essentially a really ultra local, um, hyper local group that is focused in specific neighborhoods all across the U.S. The The one that I read about was primarily in New York. And okay. what they are are essentially just that. They are buy-nothing groups. You join the group, and you are connected with your neighbors, people in and your And you're like, I'm not buying that. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's basically where you, you share, you trade, or you lend things to your so it's like a bartering group no not really because you know bartering i would assume is you know i'm going to give you this in exchange for some sort of labor or something like that you exchange things instead of currency okay so that that kind of confuses me a bit though because like in one of the group's bylines is you can actually be kicked out for trying to sell things or for bartering Okay, so so it's strictly. I would the like one to that know. I looked at is strictly sharing, lending, or trading. That's it. Okay, so like I can see this being like a a, a book thing. Like I have this set of books. I'm gonna be your local library person, and you can borrow it. Right, and then you can lending and borrowing kind of the same thing or sharing lending or, or like or trading well then what how do you share something though if you've already bought it then you're just lending it to them <laughs> not not specifically so the, the example that was given in the, in the story that i read was um a, a young lady was working on banana bread and she had one rotten banana and she happened to need two so she posted in the group Anybody have any rotten bananas? And within minutes, she had over 10 responses with people offering her rotten bananas. And she got to choose which one, which person she took the rotten banana from. They met up. Uh, obviously, you know, they're, they're social distance. They're mask wearing, which hopefully they are. Um, it was alluded that they were in the story. Um, and they got their one one neighbor lent the other or gave the other a rotten banana she went back made her banana bread and was good to go i would want to cut a little banana bread <laughs> that's just me though. yeah like i'll give you all of the rotten bananas you can handle yeah and i i looked up just because i i have to you know how i always have to be like exact exact with stuff I looked up the definition of bartering, which is an exchange of goods or services for other goods or service, other goods or services without using money. Right. So yeah, I mean that's that's essentially what a trade is. So I don't know how you can be kicked out for bartering unless you're saying I'm going to give you 
this rotten banana if you watch my kid for five minutes <laughs> like yeah like that's that's that seems a little i don't know maybe um because you're in that example you're exchanging a good for a service but i don't know it I, seems it seems to get a little murky that way it right? does it does get a little little muddy yeah and I, I know mean, there's one there's one group that is like hard line do not try to sell anything or we'll kick you out for sure. So you can I don't know. I I think like like I'm in like local community groups that are just, you know, a bunch of people from the area getting together to either bitch or, <laughs> or complain. Yeah. Usually those are the top 2. And then, like, praise or highlight something in the community. Mm-hmm. But there's also other people, like, like just recently there was a gentleman who was uh, working at a car wash and was living in his truck. Lady just happened to give him, like, a $5 tip or something. I mean, something. She tipped him. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what the money was. But she said... And he, she gave him the money to pay for the car wash and the tip. And he goes, no, 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 you gave me too much. And she says, no, this is for you. And he got kind of emotional. She come to find out he was living in his truck. He was just happy to have a job. She started a GoFundMe page for him. People were going to the car wash to tip him and, like, the, the GoFundMe. So, like, that sort of thing happens. Yeah. But that's all currency. And I know that other people are like, hey, somebody's house burned down. Do you have, you know, like, you know, 5T clothes for their child? Right. People donate that right away. So, I mean, like a local community group kind of does the same thing, only they're not so restrictive. Yeah. I was going to say something else. (laughs) No, that was that was going to be my next question. Like, do you think, you know, a, a buy nothing group would be too restrictive in how it is? I guess in a nutshell, it is it is designed and created to be like an anti Facebook marketplace sort of deal, you know, uh, yeah. because there's no money involved. I think I think it it has good intentions. I think it needs to be a little more. I don't know. Like, I get, like, it's just trying to bring, like, that community feel to the internet. Yeah. You know, like, who, nobody goes over to their neighbor to borrow a cup of sugar anymore. Not anymore. No. So, I think that's, that's kind of the goal. Like, hey, get to know the people around you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which would be nice, but I, I think it loses it once there's, like... 600 rules about whether you're actually borrowing or trading or yeah i yeah like i said i think that kind of muddies it a little bit but i can kind of see why they would put some something like that in there just solely because you know if you're not hyper restrictive in a group that is you know a a no sales group then you kind of lend way for somebody to try to snake their way in and try to sell something. Oh, people try to sell stuff all the time. Right. And that's, you know, 
I think that's why the groups themselves have to be kind of restrictive. And it, it's not like, you know, you can't be in Michigan, obviously, and, and join a, a buy nothing group in New York. It doesn't work out that way. So, yeah, that's a long way for a rotten banana. Yeah. I mean, you have to be obviously within reasonable distance within a certain neighborhood and stuff like that. Um, it's a cool idea. Yeah, I th- I thought it was pretty I would do cool, it. especially. I, I got just some, don't. I don't know what I would be able to contribute. <laughs> I think more more than more than what you think. For Maybe. Sure. Definitely, know. like if somebody's starting arts and crafts and stuff, you have canvas. If somebody's looking for a canvas or something to allow their kids to paint, you have that. Cups of sugar. I mean, obviously, if somebody's yeah, going to be I like, might have hey, a rotten banana. Yeah, we have rotten banana, green onion. We have an excess of green onion. <laughs> if somebody wanted to come borrow something like that, I think it, I think it could be a really good thing if if executed properly. Right. The one thing that I really liked, what I enjoyed, was uh, reading about a, in a in a separate group. Um, there was a new young single parent, single mom, um, was at home with their kid and their kid, um, I believe was autistic, um, and had like a fixation on like the temporary tattoos and Mm -hmm. they slacked off, forgot to get temporary tattoos. However you want to phrase it. Anyway, she put the last tattoo on her daughter and that was it daughter wanted some more and she didn't have any more you know what comes next daughter had a meltdown uh she went to her her buy nothing group and and posted about it and um got several responses and then she ended up with like a plethora of temporary tattoos yeah Yeah. yeah and in addition to that you know she was still relatively new to the neighborhood so she actually got to get out of the house she took her daughter on the walk with her and and met up with neighbors and i don't know i just i I thought that was a pretty cool story and i think the premise of a buy nothing group is is really cool and i know somebody uh that would really really love that notion um mike <laughs> would love that because it's, it's keeping the waste down, of course. But there's there's been people around locally that have gardens too. Like I know there's a couple of different places that actually know what they're doing when they're gardening and have like a surplus of like vegetables and yes. things that they grow. Yep. And they'll just have like a table out on their yard and and it's just free. And, you know, there's, like, zucchini and all kinds of tomatoes and whatever they have in their garden that people can just kind of pick up. Yeah. And that which was, is super cool. That was another thing that the article mentioned, actually. There's a thing See? called stooping. <laughs> in which case, it's it's kind of like, it's, I, I feel like we, we find some kind of way to bring up Comic-Con in every single episode. But you know how, Comic-Con like, is life. Comic-Con is life. <laughs> You know how at Comic Con they do like the uh, um, like the, the treasure uh, hunts or whatever. What, what did it, I, I, scavenger? The, hunt? Yes, the scavenger <laughs> hunt. So, um, like scavenger hunts at Comic Con, stooping is essentially where somebody will leave in excess of, of fruits or veggies 
um, somewhere in the neighborhood. They'll take a picture of it and do kind of like a first come first serve sort of thing. You you find the you find yeah. the box of fruits and veggies is yours, or they treat it like a Halloween sort of thing. You know, take one. I've left this box of goodies here. Do right. Take one. Take what you need. Leave the rest for everybody else. I, I just mm-hmm. I think that's a really really cool really neat idea. Yeah. There there was one that was posted in our area, too, of a free garage sale. Everything oh. was free. It was just out. They could shop, and then um, whatever they didn't, you know, nobody came to come get, then they just um, donated. But kind of cool, because they had all kinds of, like, baby stuff and clothes and things like that. That'd be kind of cool. And, you know, like a yeah. new... New first-time mother is very appreciative of those things. <laughs> For sure. What, what do you think would be your, um, what would be your, your number one item that you'd be able to offer? In that a, I would uh, be able to offer yeah. everyone else? Yeah, in a no-buy group. Uh, right now, pop cans <laughs> comes yeah. to mind. Our, our garage is uh, overflowing. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't know what everyone needed. Hmm. I, I'm trying to think of things that I hoard. If anybody needed an extra roll of toilet paper, I could probably accommodate that. Yeah, right. I can't. See I'm not going to give like the whole thing away. Yeah, I could not see you part <laughs> parting ways with have, even one roll. I would. I would part with one roll. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a. Uh, an abundance in the house. I'm not yeah. going to give my last roll to anyone. For sure. That sounded so mean. but Nice. I mean, that's justified, though. Why that, would you that's, give? That would send my anxiety through, through the, roof. the roof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about what my, my, um, what I have in excess of, and I would be able to offer tech expertise you could yeah dvd rental i think we're close to being like the next blockbuster we could we have a ridiculous if you want to watch like a 90s games. movie 90 yeah. early 2000 yeah we got everything we got comedies we got rom-coms we got horror movies we got kids movies yeah maybe that's got. that's that's gonna be our buy nothing group offering we'll, we'll we'll be like a like a movie rental place for people who still have dvd players we'll call ourselves buster block yeah, buster blocks come come get yourself some movies so recently uh there's an article to where there was uh an issue that i didn't know people were advocating for um that it was actually a thing, but there are consensual incest advocates that are um, wanting to change marriage laws in like 60 countries um, concerning incest. Um, there's been several um, people who are who have been trying to marry within their own family. And um, they're advocating for these laws to be changed because they say, well, marriage laws have changed quite a bit, especially for 
transgender and same sex and um, biracial mm-hmm. marriages, and they think that theirs should be changed too. Uh, is this primarily in the states? It's primarily an Australian man. Uh, Rich- <laughs> so it's just one person. His name is Richard Morris, who is pushing to change the incest laws. Now there are there's another group too. Um, they're saying that consenting adults should not be uh, criminalized. Now they have to be an adult, is what they're saying. But um, they're they're wanting like children and parent relations. That's that's very weird. Just makes me go. I don't know. So um, it just goes on. There was like a Scottish case in which a long separated father. So he did not have any um, any hand in the child's upbringing or anything. Reunited with his daughter and they f- they fell in love and they want to marry. And they think it's unjust because he wasn't grooming her in any, any way. Um they're two adults and we have a lot in common, I guess. Yeah, because they're related. Right. So, how do you feel about that? Um, I am um, weirded out, odded out <laughs> by the notion <laughs> of that. Um, yeah, I, I can see the the argument like oh well marriage laws are changing and they changed them for transgender people and they changed them for uh gay couples and way way back when they changed it for interracial couples but to equate like wanting to marry your cousin or something like that uh <laughs> in the same sense as like i want marriage equality is that's one of those things, like I was saying earlier, you know, like you, you give you give people an inch and they'll want a mile. And I would be hard line against that because you know what group is next. First, you get the people that want to marry their cousins and then you get the people that want to marry a child in the mix. Like, hey, we need to change these marriage laws around. I don't. And this is just me, of course, but I, I don't know. I I I would be hard line against that, and not to mention, isn't there like actual medical scientific evidence that says you know breeding, breeding, <laughs> procreating well, with Dog a mouth? family? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> procreating with a family member like tremendously increases the chances of a child having birth defects. I. I believe there is an increased risk in birth defects. I think that is where the incest thing steps in. Yeah. Um. I mean, my my two cents is this, and and, you know, there's always the joke about you know the the cousin lovers. I almost said another phrase, (laughs) like cousin lovers in the southern states of of America, at least, because. It's more prevalent in those areas, I guess. Um, you know, if if you want to do that, you you want to, you know, jump the bones of of a first or second or third cousin, 
for sure. Have at it. Whatever you want to do. But I I think the the marriage laws as they stay currently are, are pretty pretty decent. I think so, it, so you're saying it's okay for cousins to get married? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if if you want to jump in your cousin's bones, if you want to hop in the sack with them, whatever, sure, have at it. But just know, at least where Robbie Diesel stands, firmly against cousin marriages brother sister marriages mother son marriages any sort of incestual marriages or relationships for that matter it weirds me out and that's just because i'm thinking in terms of again precedence just like i argued about and this is this is kind of a reach but i'll I'll tell my i'll work my way back around um, precedence is very important when, when dealing with scenarios like this. When I took my stance on whether or not Apple should unlock the phone of the San Bernardino shooter, my stance was that they absolutely should not. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they should not is because that sets the precedence of any, um, illegal searches that could happen from that point forward would have no blockage at all. It would be fair game on anybody's phone anywhere um, for law enforcement just to go through your stuff because Apple said it was okay. Now going back and there would, there would be people in religious groups probably that are like, Hey, because we set the presidents to let, you know, gay people marry. Now we have this, this, and that, and that going on. But I feel like this would be, I don't know, the the extreme of that precedence. Because again, if you say, okay, we're going to let family members, it, we're going to make it legal for family members to marry or whatever the case may be. And again, and we've seen it, we've seen this big ring of, of pedophiles lately child sex trafficking and all that that's that's like a really big deal now i feel like that would be the next thing on the docket and they would have us kind of a softer um a softer path to getting what they want because of the precedence that we set and i don't want i don't i try not to speak in terms of like morals or morality when, when i make my arguments or things like that but it's like you got to draw the line somewhere I, the only thing that, that gets me is if you're in a family situation, that grooming piece is obviously a concern. Like, I can see where someone may take advantage of a developing child's mind, and then as soon as they turn 18, well then... It's all they've been known and been told, and so that gives me the the hesitation. Yeah, and that, and the fact that if you're procreating and you're wanting to start a family, those defects and things they um, come into play. They come into play. Um, yeah. And there's 
so many people in the world that I find it hard pressed that you can't find anybody other than your immediate family. Well, yeah, and and I think it, that's again why why I go back to saying like. You know, presidents. I mean, even like nature itself guards itself from those type of situations as well. Like you release pheromones. Sure. And like I was reading, this is like a while ago, but I was reading an article like, like your brother or your siblings like sweat or pheromones that come stink to you Mm -hmm. are not appealing. Because they are your sibling. And it's like a deterrent. Yes. It should be. From Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should be. So that sort of thing, you know, you're going against the, the yeah. grain. I mean, but then somebody will say, well... You know. So is homosexuality. Right. Yeah. That, so, and that's, yeah, it's, it's the, a, it's you, a sticky situation. It is. It's, it's a very, it's a very slippery slope. And I can see, I can see the argument for, again, um, allowing transgender people to marry because most of the time transgender people are full-blown adults they haven't been groomed or anything like that they are making that decision on their own uh gay people uh, that should be allowed to happen uh gay people have been around for forever um and so is incest yes absolutely and that's that's what i'm saying like it's it's hard to make the argument against it without you know, drawing that hard line, moral high ground. And I, I, I get it playing the devil's advocate thing. But for me personally, it's like, no, I can't, I can't get with it just because of largely because of what you brought up again, you know, the, the whole, the grooming bit that like, that's weird. And that's not to say that that doesn't happen in normal marriages either, because there's like, you know the the male order brides, or you know the oh, arranged just the abuse, things like that. You know, sexual abuse in in family is usually a family member, right? So, I, you know, if even if they said, "Hey, it's going to be legal," I don't know who would then marry. And I put quote quotes a relative. Like, I mean, like, I'm going to say right now that, and I don't, I don't even know statistics or anything like that, but I would be willing to bet a year's wage that it would surprise you the amount of people both inside and outside of our circles that would be like, well, it's legal now. So I don't know. Yeah, I would be interested to see the number, or you know, the. I don't know, and yeah. I guess if I was in that sort of situation, I don't know what. I guess if you wanted like a happily ever after, but like the marriage piece. 
I I can't I don't know. I can't even really say like a happily ever at it's 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 weird and for me it's weird largely just because that's that's not specifically the way that my brain works particularly um but yeah like i i couldn't see a happily ever after just because you're getting you know hypothetically what you want and maybe brother sister cousin niece nephew whoever is is getting what they want but the effects of that on the family down the line in terms of lineage in terms of everything is like i think about in a fictional setting even like every time uh jamie and cersei lannister made out on game of thrones it's like ah that's gross because they were brother they were twin brother and sister at that like that just uh, it, it weirds <laughs> me out you know and again i try to try to take the moral piece out of it because some people would argue morality uh, versus again homosexuality or, or transgender relationships and things like that um i just i don't i don't think that in particular should be changed just because of the precedent that it could set i guess that's my thoughts yeah i in my own small mind i like to think that that's not a that's like an exception not a you know a in demand i i think it would be more in demand than you think but hopefully we never get to find out um the rock and his wife uh, just bought a new house um, in Los Angeles for a boatload of money. I forget. I think it was $27 million. Um, but the house was originally Paul Reiser's. Do you know who Paul Reiser is? Yeah, wasn't he in... Um... Was it Cheers? No. No. What what show was it that he was in? I was trying to think of the same thing. He had like one show. Yeah. I'm going to look it up right now while you but, continue your train of thought so you don't lose it. <laughs> yes. So they bought it for $27.8 million. Mm. Uh, huge mansion right in uh, North Beverly Park area, uh, which is like where all the stars live basically and um mad about you yes he's gonna be neighbors with like denzel washington and sylvester stallone rod stewart eddie murphy like they all live in that that area right where he belongs right so it's like a six bedroom house 11 and a half baths it features a baseball diamond which I thought was weird for the rock, but tennis court and uh, a world-class gym. Gotta have the gym. Iron Paradise. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta have the gym in there for sure. I was gonna say that that was probably like the selling point. Yeah, I mean, Um, that's that's right where he belongs. Dude is making money hand over fist. He is Hollywood royalty now. He is um, 
soon to be sports royalty, I'm assuming, because he's everything that dude touches turns to gold most of the time. Yeah. And I know that him and his wife just purchased um the XFL and he has his ex wife on board also. Right. And they have a really good group of investors around it. And if anybody could turn it around and make it into like a legitimate thing and put their brand um, or I'm sorry, use their brand to make it or take it to the next level, it it would be him. For sure. It's it's crazy that him and his his ex-wife are still and still really good friends. And she is ripped to shit right now. Like she has got almost as big as muscles as he does yeah i think i think if if done right you know that is and obviously lifestyle and money has a lot to do with it but yeah i mean i think you can have a a divorce a relationship that ends amicably and and still be able to to work together i think unfortunately large portions of society now it, it it makes a, a divorce into something that is unnaturally disastrous for all parties involved. And yeah, because, you know, at, at looking at it from one side of the coin, it is essentially a, a failure of a marriage. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship in and of itself has to completely dissolve. You have two people that, you know, decided to join their lives together for whatever reason and and sometimes those things change it doesn't always have to be you know bitterness and and animosity between the two especially when you can use or utilize a a pre-existing friendship to build a working relationship together and get money because they have been getting money together for a very long time yeah, I like to think that's why that works out. So, well, for sure, because he made all the money and she knew what to do with it. It makes sense if if you're and sometimes that's just how life is. Sometimes you're a good team, you're just not a good team together like that. So, I mean, kudos to him. It's buying a massive house in L.A. It sounds about he just right. Sold a house in Georgia. Yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, he's making money hand over fist. He could buy a house in every major city in the yeah, United he, States. At this point, yeah, legit, he can probably have a house in every state and still never go broke. So, yeah, he could move to to Michigan. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. I bet you would like that. I would. Um, there were six women that developed blood clots and uh, passed away shortly after receiving the Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine. Uh, That caused a panic. Two died. Two two died, not six. Six got it. Six got the blood clots. Two people died. Okay. Um, So, and that, that is even, even worse in my eyes. But, Johnson and Johnson halted the the rollout of the vaccine as a result, correct? They put a pause on it mm-hmm. um, because they were seeing this kind of underlying theme. Extremely rare, but um, still nonetheless uh, 
an issue. Yeah. So um, they're trying to kind of get some more information about what has happened, what may have caused it. You know, they're having these blood clots and they're having low platelet counts and and things um, because of getting this vaccine. So it's like one in a million. Yeah. But then you go and you say, well, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are not having those issues. Well, Moderna is and, is people are experiencing really adverse side effects from Moderna so far, typically after they got their second dose. They're not having rare life-threatening no issues no severe side effects that's it well the side effects are a a sign that your body is reacting and building an immunity to the to the actual virus right those two vaccines also use entirely different um i don't know compositions avenue of combating the virus or building an immunity Mm -hmm. the rna stuff is different than what what Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca are doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's just kind of where they're at now. Does it, and it seems to be happening only in women, which is a little strange too, but is it something that um, deters you from taking it? Yeah, it makes you, you, you stop and think um, if the other ones are available, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, I mean, and that's, for me, I don't know. This is another thing where I'm like, but the science, but the science, and I feel like people kind of get into that panic mode right away. Um, Just because when you look at the sheer scale of it, it feels like the risk is still relatively low. Um, I thought the number was six, and I just looked at it, and it is. There's two people officially that have died from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. There were six, maybe seven cases of blood clots from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. But still, if we look at it, and people are, are kind of in panic mode, you know, they're saying that the vaccine is risky, which a lot of people have been saying that from the beginning. They were developed too fast. They're risky. They're not safe. You shouldn't take them. Blah, blah, blah. The way I'm looking at it is the sheer amount of people that have gotten these vaccines administered to them. If they were truly and genuinely unsafe, I would like to think that we would see more cases like that. Right? Yeah. We would would have more deaths, more... But. You know, what they are saying is, let's stop and look at it and see if there is a underlying factor or a common factor between it all to where we can say, okay, maybe, you know, this vaccine is only for, you know, like this blood type or this age range or this gender or whatever the case may be Sure. to cater to kind of eliminate that risk mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm all for making the the vaccines as as safe as humanly possible and i'm not saying that they shouldn't look at it and they shouldn't research and figure out exactly what caused the blood clots what i am saying is i, I think it's a little premature for the general public 
to be panicking about it just well, solely because, you know. You're going to have that panic regardless. Yeah, right. It, it, with with anything, I get that. It, I was looking at the, the numbers, and um, as of recording this, there's been more than 6.8 million people who have gotten the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 6.8 million. Mm-hmm. Which means... Numbers wise, you have a that would mean a one in six point eight million chances of dying from the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to take a vaccine over COVID, you you know, your odds are vaccine. Right, for sure. Did you know? That you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than you do dying from the COVID vaccine. Right. I looked at, I had to look it up because I wanted to kind of like drive the point home. And again, I'm not a medical expert. This isn't expert medical advice. I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But it seems to me that there's not really much to worry about when it comes to to you know the vaccines and stuff like that not on the, on the whole so to speak right i mean you're going to have people who have allergic reactions or complications like that yeah. too there's you know our bodies work in a lot of mysterious ways yeah i mean i can remember as a child getting vaccinated and you go to the doctor and you know, you get your arm jabbed and then that whole day, your arm, like you like to say, your arm has a temperature or you just feel exhausted. I can remember. Yeah. Or a bruise or something like that. I can remember taking junior when we were getting him vaccinated and sometimes it just wipe you out. Those like the side effects. Most of the side effects aren't really anything new. Um, which, by the way, because I had to look it up, did you know that according to the National Weather Service, you have a 1 in 1.2 million chance of getting struck by lightning? Huh. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. You have a 1, uh, and that's not just getting struck by lightning. It's actually uh, a lot higher in terms of getting struck by lightning. Or, I'm sorry, lower getting struck by lightning. Uh, you have that one in 1.2 million chance of dying from getting Getting struck struck by lightning. lightning. Yep. Wow. You also have a uh, one in 2,500 chance of choking on your food and dying. So that I guess he had me. That's the way I would go. (laughs) So there's that. My calamari almost choked me the other day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You were saying they cooked it really firm. Yeah, it was too chewy. There's nothing worse than firm calamari. Um, <laughs> I just, I think that, uh, you know, again, in the age of information or misinformation that we are in right now, um, you know, we, we tend to panic a little prematurely and that's, that's one of those things with all the good that this vaccine could potentially be doing for us in terms of restoring some semblance of normality in our everyday life i don't i don't know that it's that it's time to to really pull the parachute so to speak yeah i don't know it'll be interesting i mean i am grateful that they are doing due diligence and pausing and showing 
um, concern uh, to the public. Mm-hmm. Like, transparency. Here's what it's happening. Here's what we've got. This is what we're going to do. This is, you know, we're looking into. And they're supposed to then let you know what what they found and what <clears throat> their plan forward is. And then you as a consumer can choose. But uh, I'm glad that they're doing that in a in a transparent way because they could kind of sweep stuff under the rug or they could deny it or they could come up with some cockamamie uh, you know Facebook post about something yeah they interview a bunch of doctors on the steps of the capitol talking about how dangerous it is to wear a mask yeah yeah so yeah I'm I'm grateful for that it's just you know, if, I mean, if you're, you know, we have the luxury of having to choose what we get, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. right now you could go around anywhere locally and kind of find what you want. Yeah, close your eyes and point at a vaccine. Um, But in other parts of the world or in hard to, to reach places, a one and done shot might be their own only option so that is uh is something you want to be you know conscious of too yeah most definitely well there was uh there was another topic that i wanted to talk about but i think we'll save that for the next show because it's 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 gonna be a i can feel it it's going to be a meaty it? discussion for sure. A meaty discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, it's not one that I can throw down and and talk to uh, for you know five ten minutes. So <laughs> we'll throw that in the next episode. So I think we'll end it on on vaccine talks. Um, real quick, I want to take a few seconds out to thank everybody for listening to the show. <laughs> We had our best month ever last month, so thank you guys so very much for tuning in and listening, and I want to make sure that uh, you guys are aware of where to find us. So, uh, again, we can be heard on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, we are all over the place so however you find us we appreciate you for finding us make sure that if you're listening on apple Podcasts, that you drop us that five star review and rating uh that helps us out on the algorithms gets us in front of more eyes and in more ears uh make sure you're supporting the website curatedculture.com make sure that you are following us on social media via at the curated culture on facebook and instagram at underscore curated culture on twitter and then if you want to follow us individually i am via at robbie diesel basically everywhere i'm at red one maria everywhere except tiktok (laughs) and uh yeah man we appreciate it tremendously check out the youtube youtube.com slash robbie diesel we are uh all over the place we are going to be back next week with a new original show and then i might uh i might double up i might throw one of those interview episodes out as a bonus through the week who knows who knows 
Thank you guys so very much for listening. We tremendously appreciate it. Y'all be safe. Stay healthy. See you next time.